Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 3rd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down the two-game Friday DFS slate. We'll talk a little bit about the 76ers. We've got a new coaching hire in the desert. We'll talk some other news and notes. With me to do so is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Hey, man. It's good to be back. Just uh, enjoying the playoffs. Little Damian Lillard, little uh, Harden... Curry injury fest, some Sixers Celtics madness. It's all it's all good. It's fun. Yeah, we got a lot of besides the Warriors and Rocket series. Looks like we're looking at a lot of long series. Um, a lot of teams winning on the road. We saw the the 76ers really come out with a vengeance. Some probably the most. I mean, it wasn't the biggest blowout, obviously, but considering how good the Raptors have been, um, you know, they hold teams under 100 all the time, and they just were just dominated all game and B was really special um you know he had a 30 10 and 5 uh second time he's done that in the postseason only other player to do that in the last 10 years in the postseason is Kevin Durant in the 2017 finals so it's just he's been huge um but yeah any other I think that we're in for a great playoffs like we were chatting before and it just seems like um we may get a lot of tight games and even the spreads today are pretty close so um, besides the Warriors Rocket series, it should we should see maybe some overtimes and a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and going back to the Sixers, I mean, when when Tobias Harris is your fourth or fifth option, uh, you're in pretty good pretty good shape. Yeah, he's been really sound defensively too. They just uh, this their defense. They really just and Kawhi was great last night, but he hit some difficult shots all game. It was. Contested fadeaways and nothing really. He had a couple easy shots when he got switched on Greg Monroe and stuff like that. But it, like Kawhi, just carried them. And actually, one thing I had looked up um, before uh, we hopped on here. So in the three games when Kawhi's on the court against the Sixers, they have a plus seven point two net rating. When he's off, minus fifty two point five. Uh, in the 27 minutes he's been off the court, so they, like Kawhi just has to play all the time. Uh, that's because he has a they have a 54.1 offensive rating. It's just horrendous. Um, so their offense just totally falls apart. Credit to the Sixers too. Um, and as a as a fantasy owner, you know this is the Kawhi Leonard that mm-hmm. that we all want to draft. But obviously there's a huge difference between playoff Kawhi and regular season Kawhi. And I don't know that we're gonna see playoff Kawhi in the regular season anytime soon I guess we could talk about that real quick I'm not touching Kawhi like I know people are saying some people say like late round one maybe or definitely early round two I'm like no thank you man I'd rather have the bigs that that I'm looking at like I'd rather have Gobert Capella uh, maybe even Cousins if I like what I see from him after this whole leg injury is over with I, I just can't do it like I don't I just don't see the upside. I obviously see the upside, but the downside just is too much uh, after this last season. 
Well, especially the way things are going this year. You know, he sat out so much this year, and now he's just killing it in the playoffs. He looks like the best player in the league right now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm gonna let somebody else take him at number eight or nine or whatever, and and I'll I'll take Jokic or whoever. Yep, Jokic. Uh, I'm taking Dame all day. Dame Dame and Jokic. I'll, I'll be targeting for sure. I have Dame like higher than Giannis, and for the same reason why I'm scared of Jeff Kawhi. Like the Bucks are probably gonna be really good next season. Um, so they're going to probably rest guys late. Um, we know Mike Budenholzer, now that he's going to be established, like he's more likely to rest guys. Um, so let's talk some other news. Anything else you want to talk Dude, about? A, for that's, a, that's a hot take, by the way. You're going to have Dame higher than, than Giannis. Yeah, I have, I have Giannis at seven, Dame at four right now. Whew. But it's just because I think Giannis is – and Giannis wasn't that great. This, like, obviously, he was an MVP, but from a fantasy standpoint, missing games for knee injuries. He's had knee injuries in the past. His coach likes to rest guys. Not a great free throw shooter. Doesn't shoot threes. Like he has a lot of holes in his game, man. And Dame is just <laughs> night in, night out playing huge minutes. Doesn't miss games. Doesn't rest. Like he's just the ultimate fantasy guy. Love him. All right. So, I, I love Giannis. So yeah. So it's definitely uh <laughs> when the schedule comes out, maybe if the Bucks have a great late schedule, that will change things. Obviously, but uh, anything else you want to add from this Raptors Sixers? series uh ben simmons usage rates down but Embiid's been great tobias has been awesome jimmy butler was tremendous yesterday um one of his best games uh outstanding i think it was eight of ten from inside the arc uh one of five from three so he he played extremely well kyle lowry's been a disaster marcus all hasn't been very good siaka's been um maybe like a household breakout name but anything else you want to take away from that one or you want to just keep on moving I'm ready to keep on keeping on. All right, so let's talk about some other two notes from the last couple days. Uh, we're going to start with the lighter side, uh, Simpson style. Talk about D'Angelo Russell, who was busted with a Arizona iced tea can that had kind of a fa- false bottom to hide weed, and that like that makes no sense to, to do that. Why would you do that? Like you can't have liquids on planes, and you're going to put it in an Arizona iced tea can. Like, I think it's nine ounces for, yeah, nine ounce containers and check bags is the limit. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Um, so nothing nothing like that. Uh, and, like, I just don't get it. Like, you're going to Kentucky. You're a multimillionaire. Find another way to get your weed there. That's problem number one. It just makes no sense um, at all for him to get caught like that. No, it doesn't. It's funny, man. I, w- I was flying out of LaGuardia a few weeks ago. Uh, I was, I was up there for, to film that, uh, draft preview show that we did. And, uh, I had a one beer bottle of beer left in my hotel room (laughs) and I did not want to leave it there. I was like this, I can't let this beer go to waste. This is ridiculous. (laughs) And I, for a minute I thought about throwing it in my bag, but then I was like, you can't, you just can't do it. You, you can't take your weed on the plane. You can't take your beer on the plane. Something. Sometimes you just got to make a decision. You got to take one for the team. And uh, D'Angelo probably should have taken one for the team right there. Yeah. Again, if you want to smoke weed, sure. That's a whole other thing. We could talk about that. But it's just stupid, man. Like I just don't get why you just, just don't smuggle weed on the plane. Uh, it's just that's the headline. Is like. Again, there's a lot of tangents for the weed laws we could talk about, but this not not this show. But like players doing stupid things, and the first thing that came to my mind was good old Ontario Smith and the Wizardator getting busted 
Uh, like, it's just such an embarrassing story that he's going to have to live with for a while. I mean, every time every time I see an Arizona iced tea can at the corner store or whatever, like, I'm going to think of D'Angelo now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is Arizona iced tea forever will remind me of D'Angelo and his dreads. Yeah, and then that thing's, so it's like, like that, that was most known for being like a 400 calorie drink, like terrible for you. Now it's known for D'Angelo Russell, so I guess it's good for the brand, I guess. And what, it was a false uh, Arizona can, so was yeah. it like made exclusively to smuggle weed onto airplanes? I think they just did that. Whoever came up with that just thought of like, what's the biggest kind of a can that we could smuggle stuff in? Like, this Arizona <laughs> cans are insane. And like, I guess you don't want to put it in like those tall boy like Bud Lights or whatever, because those are about the same size, because that's alcohol, so it's more suspicious, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I guess that's, again, this is just stupid, silly stuff. Uh, we'll, we can do some research on uh, smuggling uh, <laughs> props or smuggling uh, equipment, and we'll, we'll get back to y'all. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, no smooth segue there, but let's talk about like, body... I remember, I, remember uh, I, I grew up in Indy, and we used to go to the Indy 500, and now everybody would be selling these, like, Mountain Doe fake uh like plastic wraps that you could wrap this thing around your beer can to make it look like it was a mountain a fake mountain yeah. duke and, and stuff like that that's what this arizona can sort of reminds yeah, me yeah that's of. totally i mean sneaking that into a state like sneaking beer into a stadium versus sneaking weed on a plane like what that's <laughs> just you don't sneak <laughs> stuff on a plane man especially when it's illegal um, you know, in New York, it's illegal. In Kentucky, it's illegal. But like, yeah, there's so many. Like, um, my buddy had these sandals that had, like, um, things that popped out. And you could sneak in, like, four or five shots worth of drinks in there. And just, like, he would pour out a sandal. It was so funny. But anyways, uh, let's move on to some more serious news. Monty Williams is going to coach the Suns. Five-year deal. Whether that five-year deal lasts, we will not know. It's the fifth. He's the fifth coach in the last five seasons, starting with Jeff Hornacek. And then we had Watson, Trey Triano, and then Igor Kokoskov is gone. So, so there's really not a lot of fantasy takeaway from me here. Like Monty Williams has been on some bad defensive teams. He's been on some good defensive teams, like the Sixers right now. He's been kind of all over the place. Very much a know your personnel kind of a coach. Uh, again, just crazy, crazy experience. And really, the big takeaway for me is he's a players coach. Uh, Kevin Durant said he's the best man that he knows. He's really close with a lot of his players. So I think that's what the most attractive thing is here. Uh, obviously, knows the X's and O's, but being a players coach, I think that's the inside track. We've seen the Suns go all over the place. They're like, oh, we want a tactician in Kokoskov. Oh, we want a true players coach without experience. We'll try out our Watson. Um, Triano was just interim, and then Hornacek was kind of the same thing as almost like Monty Williams is to a degree, but more playing experience. Uh, so it's kind of like a hybrid. But I think it's a good hire. Like, I think they hired the best person for the job, so props for that. But, again, for fantasy takeaways, I don't really have any. That is going to alter how I draft. Yeah, I, and I guess you summed it up best. I mean, it, it seems like a good hire. I, I'm still a little confused as to why we need to change coaches every single year. I'm kind of confused as to why Igor was told to go in there and tank it up, and that's what he did. Plus, he's a... I mean, every people were so high on Igor when he was coming in, and now you know that he's gone. Now we're gonna go get a player, player friendly coach. Like, I don't even know. I, I, it doesn't even matter that Monty Williams is coaching the team if they fire him next year and hire somebody else. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but again, he got a good contract. It's a good deal to take. So good for him. I think it's yeah, a win win. But again, we'll see. 
Uh, I mean, the six, the six, uh, uh, Suns have really no excuse. Um, with it sounds like James Jones is going to be the GM with Jeff Bauer for a little bit, so we'll see. Okay, so let's dive into these two games. Uh, two close ones. We got Bucks one hundred nine, Celtics one eleven. Still no Marcus Smart. Still no Markham Brogdon. Is getting closer. Uh, Aaron Baines tweaked his ankle, but he's okay. Nikola Mirotic is going to start again. Um, if you missed the first two games, I doubt you didn't. Uh, great game for the Celtics in Game One, and really the big adjustment for Game Two from the Bucks was they were switching everything, uh, and that was by putting Mirotic in the starting lineup. I think that wasn't really due to uh, Sterling Brown, who got tweaked, dinged up. But uh, I expect similar stuff. Um, so one thing I just want to dig in on Giannis. Uh, he hasn't really been shooting much. Uh, he only has one catch-and-shoot shot and four pull-up shots in Game 2. He had six in Game 1. Um, he has been terrible Like when he has the ball for a lot. He, it's only one of five when he has the ball for six seconds. He only has five dunks in two games. That's almost half of his average. Um, half of his shots have come at the rim, but he's just 50% at the rim. He's 0 of 7 on non-restricted paint shots, 0 of 2 on mid-range. So they've really neutralized him on two-pointers. Um, it's been Al Horford who's been probably the star of the show for this whole um, for this series so far. So how do you make on Giannis for DFS? Uh, he's right, priced pretty reasonably. He's uh, the second most expensive player at the slate at 11-3. Um, so do you like Giannis today? Um, I do like Giannis because I always like Giannis, but, um, the, like Giannis and Jokic to, to me are, are the two guys that I'm going to build around. Mm. Um, and you look at the small forward crop after Giannis, it, it dies. There's like nothing, nothing there. It's like a, a vacuum. Um, so that that makes. But there's me... some good value there, though. Like I think that Miritich is a good, great value at four four. He was in foul trouble in the first game. He's probably my favorite play, uh, cheap play today. And then Rodney Hood, if Mo Harkless is out, I think he's a viable play. We'll talk about him in a second. So yeah, going up up high for Giannis, and then coming down for one of those two guys. Um, yeah, I actually sense. have I actually have Giannis and Miritich as as my two small yeah, forwards. That's uh, that's the way to go. But I don't think Hayward's terrible. Um, maybe I, I can never sign off on Evan Turner, but Evan Turner has it in him too. You know, we saw the, the back-to-back triple doubles he put up. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with using Evan Turner. I mean, what he's uh, thirty. He's minimum thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, he's thirty-five minimum. So um, I'm fine if you're out of money and that's that. You want that to be your pump play? I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about? Miritich versus Hood versus Turner. Sounds like we're on the same page. I've applied like Miritich and Turner. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it kind of what what have you done for me lately? Lately, and sometimes I mean Miritich is just as likely to do nothing as he is to to have a good game. But um, I know last game he 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 did pretty scored pretty well in Fanduel points. Uh, it was twenty thirty five thirty four point eight. Um, Three games before that, he was in the mid-teens. So it, it's tricky, but I, I kind of feel like – I just feel like he's more talented than, than those other guys, and, and a talent has a, a decent chance of, of winning. But, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, so one thing for Giannis that I want to see to help him out is – this is kind of crazy. So it's kind of a deep dive stat. So in the two games that they've played so far, after a made shot – the Bucks are averaging 18 seconds per possession. After a defensive rebound, so after a Celtics miss, 
half that, nine point three. So uh, if the if they could defend the Celtics well, then I think that would really help Giannis get him out and open the floor a little bit more and just push the pace. Um, we saw the Bucks were played really fast in the first round, but uh, and they're playing fast as well. I think they're they're the fastest so far in the series at. 14 seconds, which is a little bit... Uh, it's not great, but everyone's playing slower because I guess defense is stepping up. But, um, yeah, so I, I still think Giannis is going to be in for a big game. He has to. He hasn't really had that signature moment yet, you know? I mean, it's today. Uh, they're going to put Horford on him. I think Horford may start to wear down a little bit um, as he's taking more punishment on his knees and stuff. So I think this could definitely be a good Giannis spot. Uh, anything you want to talk about beyond Giannis? Not really. Like you said, Boston's defense. Boston, for a team that, that looked so dysfunctional during the regular season, they're sort of like playoff Kawhi. I mean, they, they look they look pretty good and uh, are doing a really good job on Kawhi. I mean, on, on Giannis. Yep. And uh, Brad Stevens, man, he's a genius. Yeah, I thought they made some great adjustments, like we said. Uh, Stevens had said that he wants to focus on Middleton better. Uh, I think Jason Tatum's played very underwhelming ball so far. Uh, and then Stevens also added how much he loved how Marcus Morris played. Um, Morris, not a great fantasy per minute guy, but if you expect him to get more minutes, I mean, you got to at least consider him, right? Uh, he is priced pretty good at 5'9". I don't think that's terrible. Um, I think you could I, I like it better than Hayward. Uh, different positions, $200, but uh, I do kind of like Marcus Morris a little bit. Uh, yeah, Marcus Morris, that's... I thought about him. I ended up going to Minu just because of the Harkless thing, but um, I, I kind of like my, yeah. Marcus Morris price wise too. Yeah, I like Aminu too. So if you really want to stack this game up, like if if you're going kind of just pick the best players, I probably wouldn't. But I think this game's probably more likely to be an overtime game. Um, Vegas would agree. It's a closer spread too, uh, so that's something to consider. So I like him a little bit. Um, I think Hal Horford's going to play huge minutes. His minutes have been really on the rise in the playoffs. So he's a guy that if you don't want to go up to Jokic and you want to spend down a little bit on Horford, uh, I'm cool with that. We know he's going to play. Um, he's been great on offense, too. Uh, I think he's tied for the lead in points per game. Yeah, him, Jalen, and Kyrie are all at 17.5 points per game. Uh, and Horford's just been doing a lot of stuff, too. So um, you got to like Horford. Yeah, and he's a lot cheaper than uh, Jokic, too. Yeah, 7000 So I think he's probably a better maybe bang-for-your-buck guy if you want to kind of go middle-of-the-road players and you don't want to play two, three, five guys, which you can. Uh, but we're kind of banking on Harkless, too. Like, we need Harkless out there. So Harkless to miss time for some values to open up there. Um, we make about uh, Kyrie and Eric Bledsoe. So just quickly on this matchup. Uh, although Kyrie had a funny quote I want to talk about. He said he's actual, he's an actual genius when it comes to the basketball game. Uh, so he sounds like Kanye Irving instead. Anyways, <laughs> um, but uh, Kyrie at home has been good. He has a 4.2 true shooting boost at home. Um, it's 15.9 in the playoffs, small sample size, two games. Uh, higher usage rate at home. So he, Kyrie at home has been pretty good. Uh, Bledsoe defended him very, very, very well in the first um, in the regular season, and he's been pretty good in the postseason as well. Bledsoe's allowed six points on 35 possessions compared to George Hill allowing 25 points on 60 possessions. So he is beating up Hill. Um, so how do you feel about Kyrie compared to Dame and other high high guys? I've got Kyrie in my lineup instead of Dame, so okay, uh, I like him. Um, 
I like Dame a lot too, but Dame, it seems like every time I ride Dame in the playoffs, these playoffs uh, in FanDuel, I don't have him on the nights I should, and I do have him on the nights I shouldn't. Where it's, I mean, Kyrie sort of seems like he has, he simply has to go off every game Boston plays. So, but then again, so does Dame. So I don't, I probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> no, they they both. Have, I mean, he has a tougher matchup. You would think Dame does, um, and it's tough. To, I mean, Bledsoe just played so poorly. Like he can't get he can't get the minutes right now, uh, so I think that plays in Kyrie's favor. Tory Craig's been great on Dame. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, it's kind of a toss up. And I, honestly, I would just lean to whatever game you like more. Like if you're gonna stack this game, play Kyrie. If you're gonna stack the other game, play Dame. That's kind of how I would treat it. Like I seriously don't see much of a difference in how they're gonna play and really the matchup. If Bledsoe could just play a little bit better, um, just because he's been so so bad. Um, what do you make of Jalen Brown? Anybody else from Boston you may like? Uh, Jalen's played pretty well lately. Yeah, I I, I am on Jalen as well. Um, I've got him. I've got. Um, I also feel like Terry Rozier um, has a has a chance to um, to be decent. He's been like twenty five points his last couple games, almost always in double figures and Fanduel points, and really. Um, I kind of I kind of treat my lineup as like I've got one guy that I don't I don't care if he gets me a zero because they drop your low score and then I got another guy that I just want to make sure he gets like twenty points mm-hmm. and that's that's my Terry Rozier Jalen Brown uh, I think is really coming on I, I kind of like Jalen Brown right now yeah he's uh, gonna get Miritich on him again so I think that probably plays in his favor Miritich talked about how he's okay guarding smaller guys but I don't know if he is like we've seen him get exposed against smaller matchups. Um, mainly when the Bulls had him put him at the three, we saw the Pelicans put him at the three a little bit too. So, um, yeah, I like this matchup for Jalen. I think he's got a pretty good price tag on him, which was, was five three, pretty good. Yeah, I think the price is right. Is his, his game log, you know, at least twenty one in in his last four games and uh, some thirties mixed in there too. So I I feel like Jalen Brown is really confident right now. I feel like Brad Stevens is kind of making it a point to get him involved. I, I, I feel like he's, he's a good play right Thompson now. Thompson minutes per game for the Celtics as well, so that's pretty big for him. Uh, and again, they're going to need the size. I think they may try to go away from Rozier and with Kyrie. Uh, Rozier has really hit the glass very hard uh, in these two games. He's got 8.5 boards per game, which explains the points boost for fantasy points. Um, what else do we like? Any, uh, I'm not in on Tatum. Uh, that pretty much covers the Celtics. Um, Middleton? Going to play big minutes, but I'm a little bit worried Brad Stevens is going to defend him better. And can Bledsoe get going here or no? Do you trust Bledsoe yet or not quite? Uh, I'm not I'm not touching Bledsoe. Yeah, he's too expensive. Uh, he's actually been held down. I run my matchups. I think Kyrie held him to like four points on like 60 possessions or something during the regular season. So he defended him really well. Um, so yeah, I'm not really into him. Uh, I always kind of like Brooke. Although they're going to switch everything, so we'll see if they go small at times. But he's 5'5", five, five, good price tag for him. Yeah, if you spend all your money and need a cheap center, I think Brooks always always a good way to go there. Yeah, he's I mean he's almost 2000 cheaper than Cantor. Um, so yeah, that's definitely uh, a viable play if the money works out for you. Anything else? Uh, what about George Hill at all? His minutes have been up um, because Bledsoe hasn't played so well. Are you into George Hill at all? 4-1. Not really. He, I mean, he's always a guy I look at, but... 
and and actually the the one or two times I have used him in the last month, he he actually came through. Uh, he was decent, but I I I'd rather roll with uh, Rogier for two hundred more bucks. Okay. All right. So, want to move to the other game? I think we're good. Yeah. What other notes did I? I had a lot of cool notes. I got most of them in there. All right. Uh, so we got one hundred five for the Nuggets, one hundred nine for Portland. Harkless is questionable. Had an MRI. Tough to say. Uh, this guy was hurt. It was a knee injury that kept him out before, so different injury. He's going to almost certainly be game time, you would think. Uh, Ennis Cantor playing through that shoulder injury. He said, quote, I don't really feel it a lot during the game. He is on heavy pain medication, and he said he'll start to feel it a little bit. But he played well. Uh, he and Jokic are pretty much going toe-to-toe. Uh, Jokic just scored 27 points on 101, po- 101 possessions on Cantor. Um, just 16 possessions on Myers Leonard, 13 on Collins, uh, and 8 on Alfred Camino. So Jokic is getting a lot of Cantor and vice versa as well. Uh, Cantor has seen Jokic for 90 possessions. He scored 33 points. So both have kind of fared well. Um, you know, I know you said you like Jokic. He's on the road. He's better at home. But, um, so you think Jokic is worth the extra money today? I feel like he's going to, he's got to bounce back. I mean, uh, Denver's shooting that last game was so ridiculous. Yeah, so, so. just to have, well, before you change gears, so the Nuggets were 3 of 25 on catch-and-shoot threes. They had a, a total of 48 potential assists. They only had 20. So it was just missed shot after missed shot after missed shot. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and Jokic was right there. I mean, what did he have in the first half? Like eight eight points or six points? I don't yeah. know. Something, something bad. And – uh so I just feel like he's going to come out. I mean, I think he's looking at at that last game. Like, man, I I really let my my boys down. I need to play better. I think he's gonna, I think he's going to come out and dominate tonight. Yeah, you, there's enough cheap guys to put the two expensive guys on the slate for sure. So if you're just into building lineups, like, yeah, I'm with you. I think Jokic could have a monster game again. The matchup should be there. Uh, I'm not really worried about his home road splits in the playoffs. We saw what he did at San Antonio, despite those home road splits. So. Yeah, it could definitely be a Jokic kind of a night. Um, so we talked about Dame. Uh, it's been Torrey Craig who's been outstanding on Dame. 53 possessions, only 16 points. Uh, Malik Beasley's also defended him well for 7 points on 20 possessions. So it'll be uh, most of those guys. A lot of traps. Um, they're going to really try to neutralize Dame, especially what we saw. The last time we saw Dame at home, he was pretty good. Uh, he had the game winner from 37 feet uh, for the 50-pointer epic game. You mean that, uh, that bad shot he took? Yeah, the bad shot, according to Paul George. But, um, yeah, so, like you said, I'm, like, honestly, I don't really have a good beat between him or Kyrie. I love to, like, make a hot take, but I seriously like them equally. It all just depends on who I want to play. Like, if I want to play Horford, I'd play Kyrie. If I want to play other guys, I'd, you know, if I want to play Jokic, I'd definitely put Dame in there. Um, and you should, you could probably get Dame, play super cheap. You could do it. You could go Dame, Jokic, and Giannis, right? And you could just go super cheap everywhere else. There's enough cheap. Yeah, you can today. do it. It just worked out a little bit better for me to go Kyrie, Giannis, and Jokic, mm-hmm. uh, cause I have exactly $0 left. Um, well, there you so go. That, three, yeah. that 300 made a difference. Uh, the extra 300 to get Dame. So. Okay. There you go. Yeah, As of right difference. now, I, I have Kyrie, but by the time the game starts... So who do I you may... have in that lineup, just real quick? It's Kyrie and Rozier, okay. Gary Harris and Jalen, Giannis and Miritich, Aminu, Zach Collins, and oh, Jokic. Okay, going punt mode. 
The pump mode was Zacky. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so what else do we like here? Um, you mentioned what do you like Colin just because he's just the price tag alone? Yeah, I mean he was he was cheap and he he had eighteen points last eighteen FanDuel points last game. Uh, Myers Leonard didn't even play. Zach's playing um, over him, and this Harkless injury. If Harkless mm-hmm. is out, and I kind of feel like Harkless is not going to play tonight, is that where you're leaning? I would say yeah, just because we saw him. He was real gimpy again. Not the most healthy player this season. Obviously, it was a knee injury, but still. So, and yeah. I think that that could free up maybe a, a few extra minutes for. Yeah, for he plays some out. four, so that helps Aminu, who I I like quite a bit today. Uh, we know he's going to be able to guard Millsap, um, helps in the perimeter, he'll guard Jokic at times. Um, maybe if, uh, if Cantor gets into foul trouble or is dinged up, that would probably help Aminu too. So uh, I think Aminu has a lot of uh, paths to putting up big numbers. So he's probably one of my favorite cheaper kind of Blazers today. Um, Me too. He's only 4-9. Like that's, that's for a guy who we've seen have big, big games uh, against San Antonio. I'm uh, No, I'm sorry, against OKC. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I could just see him having um, a good game. That's, that's kind I'm of surprised salary's that low. Yeah, for a guy who plays as much as he does, but he doesn't score a lot. I guess it's kind yeah. of attributed to that, but he does so many other things too. So, And he missed some open threes. He gets a lot of clean looks um, with, Den- with the way Denver defends too. So uh, We like him a lot. Uh, I'm in on Collins a little bit just because of the price tag. Uh, are there any other guys that are super cheap at power forward that are in the... Um, no, nah, not really. Yeah. No, you can't really. No, there's not. Urson, I guess, but no, nah, I'd rather play Collins and save the money too. So yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Um, who else? What about CJ? No. I do not have CJ. I mean, he's 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 expensive. If if you go, if you got Giannis and Jokic and, and Kyrie or Dame, you you probably can't squeeze uh, CJ mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of Gary Harris. Gary Harris is an outstanding perimeter defender, so that may be tough for him. I do love CJ, though. Yes, he has been, he's been great and awesome that he made it back from that scary injury. It looked like he was donezo. Uh, and you have Gary Harris, um, who missed a lot of open shots in the last game, too. So he has the potential to bounce back if he can make shots he does. this time. He does. I feel like... And also, Gary Harris is so... Like I was, I was pretty high on him coming into the season, and I mean the regular season was pretty much a disaster. Oh, uh, it was horrible. We all, everybody, the whole Rotor World team was on him. Injuries and his play and everything else. I remember in, in that that one league. I think you and I. I don't know if you're in that league or not, but some dude dropped Gary Harris, and oh. I, I picked him up like the the Saturday afternoon. Saturday morning, right before his five game week was coming up, and I was like, I just got Gary Harris for free yeah, off the wind wire. We potted that day. Five games. My team is on a mission, and then he didn't play in any of those games. I was like, okay, it's so bad. Now I get it. But yeah, his minutes are going to be pretty solid. Again, they need his defense uh, very, very much so in this series. Um, so yeah, so you like him a lot, or is it just because of the val- uh, the val- the price tag? Uh, yeah, I like his. I like him better than the other guys in the same the same price yeah. range. Uh, Malik Beasley was good in the last game. Malik Beasley is kind of hit, hit or miss. Like I feel like Harris is definitely going to do something. Beasley may or may not do thirty eight minutes a game for Gary Harris. Like that's again right. a way too cheap for that minute total. Um, and Tory to- Craig's been nice. Yeah, Tory Craig had the mask. Uh, he's going to play. Not an injury report. Uh, he's been on Dame so so much. 
Um, 53 possessions for him. I mentioned that earlier, so he should be pretty busy. You know, pretty much pure punt. It's pretty much just banking on poor Will Barton, uh, who's just been a disaster this whole mm. season, man. Like, talk about Gary Harris being bad. Will Barton's been worse. Um, so, yeah, I'm into Craig a little bit. I'm into Beasley a little bit. But I think Harris definitely offers the most upside, and he's under five, so easy sell on him. Uh, Jamal Murray's got an upper thigh. We saw him on the bike in the last game, and that's another point for Harris, too. If Murray's a little bit limited, doesn't fire like he normally does, um, then that could help out Gary Harris's usage rate a little bit. So I think right. that's huge for Gary Harris, actually. No, Murray's going to play, but you know, just, just on the off chance he's limited. We've seen him fight through this thing, and he'll fight through injuries. That's the that's what he does. He had double hernia surgery after his rookie season, so uh, he will play limited. We know this, but his performance may not match uh, his effort. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I like Cantor a little bit. Uh, I think he's reasonably priced. He's seven four. I think push comes to shove, I'd rather save money and get Horford for four hundred less. But uh, I could see Cantor having a big game at home. Props to Ennis Cantor, man. Like playing, I. I He's playing with a separated shoulder. That that's pretty. I mean, we've seen guys in wheelchairs uh, with the same injury. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did really did not think he was going to be out here doing this, um, playing this well. He's killing it, and I'm fine with rolling with cancer if you want to. But I, I'm also with you. I'd rather spend you know four hundred dollars less and go with with Al Horford. Uh, if you're total pump mode, I'm fine with Plumley too. Yeah, there you go. It's another cheap center. Uh, 4-3. Uh, I feel like you should be able to find a way to get up to 1,200 to get Brook. But, you know, maybe not. Or or even Baines to go down, I guess. Baines is dinged up. Uh, ankle injury, but he's going to play. All right, let's run through positions real quick. I think we... Oh, oh, I, we forgot to talk about the Harkless factor. So we talked a lot about Rodney Hood. Uh, I don't hate Seth Curry. Um, if Again, if you want a 3-5 th- guy... Uh, I don't. I think he's similar value wise to Rozier. Um, he's going to shoot a lot. If the Blazers fall behind, that would help him huge. Um, a lot of smaller lineups from the backcourt, especially with Monte Morris out there, so they may match him with Monte Morris a little bit more. So I think Seth's definitely a, a three-five guy in play if you're looking for those minimum guys you could drop. Yeah. It, uh, and what do you think about Jake Lehman? You think he's going to start? I think he's going to start, but it's not. Even, I don't even feel confident about that. Like, I think that the reason why he started the second half was because... And Stotts has his plan, and he doesn't like to deviate from that. So he just like, oh, Jake, go and fill these first... I think he played four minutes with the, the first unit, and that was it. Um, so, yeah, I think Rodney Hood and Seth are the guy, And then Aminu, like we said, and maybe even Zach Collins to a degree. Like, I think that's kind of where I would go. I mean, sure, if you want to fire him up because he's dirt cheap, I guess. But I'd rather play somebody else. Yeah, I, I mean, I really didn't look at Lehman, and like you said, he started the second half, but he only played, he played, like, meaningless, he, he hardly played at all in that game. Yeah, unless he comes out hot to start, and again, he has to start, which we're not even, we won't know that until, we know Terry Stotts at home, he'll never share his lineup, like, they even put the wrong lineups up uh, on, this, on the scoring table, uh, Right. so, yeah, I can't trust him, he could be a DMPCD, but Curry's gonna play... Hood's for sure going to play. We think Collins has a great chance to play, so we like those guys. Want to hit positions real quick? Sure. All right, so point guard, pick your poison on uh, Dame or Kyrie. And then if you want to go cheap, I like Seth Curry. 
Uh, I don't hate George Hill either, man. Like again, if you're going to bet against Bledsoe, it sounds like you're down to bet against Bledsoe. Um, Hill at four one's not a bad option because I know you like Rozier, but those rebounding t- totals are a little fluky. Yeah, they are. So uh, I think I would probably go him, but um, and again, they're gonna need more size to go Miritich too. So, but I like him a little bit, but I'd rather just go all the way down and save the eight hundo. Um, and actually, you could go up. So, like for instance, you have Kyrie. You couldn't go down to you couldn't go up to Dame. So you could just drop to Curry and then go up to Dame if you wanted to do that. So pair him up. That's true. But um, shooting guard uh, sounds like we love Gary Harris and. J- most, but Jalen Brown as well. Um, but yeah, you, you could kind of reverse engineer this where if you're going to fade a big guy, uh, being Giannis and Jokic, you could go for Middleton or, or Middleton. CJ. You could go Middleton and CJ. Yeah, you definitely could with the money you save at that spot. Like if you go um, any of those cheap guys we mentioned. We, we like Tory Craig. I don't hate Monte Morris, actually, at 3 5. Again, 3 5 is the magic number there. Um, he's going to play, I think. Else? So you you think this is a good day to be named Monty? Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Monty Williams and yeah. Monty Morris. Yeah, where's uh Monte? Where's Monte Ellis at? Monte have it all. <laughs> Missed that guy. I was such a Monte Monte guy. Moped Monte. <laughs> Another stupid story from an athlete <laughs> riding a moped and breaking your ankle. Uh, yep. Small forward, Meritage, I love. Um, probably one of my favorite cheap plays. I'm down with Rodney Hood if you want a 3 5. Um, even if Harkless plays, I don't think you can trust him at 4 5. Like, if we hear he's good to go in a couple hours. Yeah, I, I like the Rodney Hood call. Like, that seems like a pretty good. Yeah. And then pretty good play if you're not going to, like, if you're going to punt, if you're not going to go Giannis. Like, I like. Miritich and Hood, and then just going big all, everywhere else. Yeah, you have so much money to spend with those two guys. Um, power forward, we love Al Farouk Aminu. He's probably right there with our Miritich favorite plays. Uh, Collins, if you want to go super cheap. We didn't talk about Paul Millsap. I don't think he's We did terrible. not talk about Millsap. Yeah, I think I'd... Uh, again, it depends on what you're going to do. Like If you're going to stack the Boston game, I like Morris. He's going to play pretty good minutes. But if not, and you want to really play that Denver game then play him. It's definitely more game theory when it's only a two-game slate. Like, if you hit the overtime game, you're going to win. <laughs> if you hit, if one game's a blowout, and the other game's going to win. So, all depends on that. Yeah, I like games. I like Millsap, actually. I just didn't... I ran out of money. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Amin is a much better value play. Uh, and then, like we said, we love Jokic. There's enough value on the slate to put two expensive guys in there, maybe even three expensive guys in there. Uh, and then Horford... And then Cantor and Brooke, and even it's kind of it. Not really a lot to do. So, yeah, cool. Anything else? No, man. I think I think I think we covered it all. I think so. <laughs> we try to. Uh, so no pod next week for me. I'm on vacation. Um, I will be enjoying basketball without um, writing about it, which is gonna be weird, but um, it should be fun. So you guys enjoy the week, and thanks for coming on, Steve. All right, thanks, man. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. 
Let the Home Depot help power dads doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.